The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here on employmentradio.com. I mean, it's not often we get to brag about ourselves, but third on the list. Wow. I mean, that's. That's a pretty big achievement. That means worldwide right now, anybody who's Googling. Who's looking for it. And it is a big story right now. Anybody who's typing in that story is going to see third down the list. Third. Fun Employment Radio. So for all of you out there who are new fans uh, who happen to be Googling the term uh, bazooka arms and have stumbled upon Fun Employment Radio, welcome. Uh, thank you for our newfound fame from this. It's pretty amazing. I was super amazing. excited because I was trying to find out if there was an update on bazooka arms. I'm like, wait. Fun Employment Radio? <laughs> All right, we'll, ex- we are. we'll explain that. Hello, this everyone. This is famous life. This is, <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. We have a lot of stuff to get to today. I have some specific things I want to talk to everybody about that I think Why? can probably help a lot of people. That's kind of an educational segment, maybe a re-educational segment that uh, that we're going to be discussing here in a minute. And you know, of course, we got World of Crazy and Ball Talk and everything else. But I do, I do want to address just really what we were talking about at the top of the show. So, uh, Fun Employment Radio, we have our segment World of Crazy, where Sarah, Tommy, sorry, I just got a weird email from what? from a radio, some weird radio station. What did they ask? From the Kimball Group. Yeah. What do, they, what do they want? Hi, Sarah. New York Public Radio has an opening for a host, The Takeaway, in their New York location. We thought you might be interested in this opportunity. To explore this further, you'll find details in the application instructions in the job details page below. Oh, shit. I don't even know what... Yeah. Wait, is this the end of Fun Employment Radio right now? Um, let's see. Okay, well, let's figure this out after the... Fiercely smart and unafraid. Oh, no, I can't do it. Wait, what is the show? Uh, the Takeaway? What I mean is this something that you're supposed to discuss on the podcast? Is this like a? I'm not moving. Did you to New seriously York. get a uh, a job offer? Uh, no, I don't think it's a job. offer. I think it's an in, an invitation to, for uh, to apply. Huh. The well, takeaway still is a daily public radio program uh, co-produced by WNYC in collaboration with Boston Public Radio. It's fast-paced deep dive news program that brings listeners a wide array of news and information. I mean, I'll be honest, that description doesn't sound like something that you would no, want to do. No, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, The Takeaway. Yeah, that is, that's a very, yeah, that's a big show. Yeah, that, that's a big national show. Oh. Huh. Ooh. I mean, would you be able to do that? I would thought you be I able was peeking with bazooka so, arms today. <laughs> let me just say, like, some of the topics of what The Takeaway has. And I don't, again, I don't know if we're supposed to talk about this on the air or not, but we're just rolling with it right now. Um, what the end of net neutrality would really look like. Do you think that you would be able to do, host a show on that? No. Um, get to know Tina, get to know Tina Smith, the woman who will fill Al Franken's Senate seat. Oh, I've never been more excited about something like <laughs> Tina Smith. Client science brain drain speeds up in Trump era. That doesn't even make any sense. Okay. So maybe this isn't something that you're going to want. No, I'm not forwarding it to you because now you look all, you have like that weird little gleam in your eyes. Well, I mean, if they're looking for somebody else, um, you know, maybe I can... I can follow follow suit on that. No, I don't want to do that either. Okay. But anyway, that's still, that's very cool. No, I'm we sorry, should look at that was, afterward. That, I mean, Again, I don't know if we should have this on the show or not. Greg, I'm not applying to be a news junkie journalist for a, a public radio job in New York. Okay. I mean, I'd love to live in, in New York at some point, but right. not for this. Okay. Yeah. 
So All it's right. okay. Well, there we go. I'm okay. just excited to be thought of. <laughs> there, there it is. Well, it's probably because they were Googling news stories about bazooka arms and found you And then there's like, there. holy shit, like, these oh people my are gosh, hard hitters. Bazooka arms. Look at this. They're third on the <laughs> list on Google searches. I mean, that is pretty much it right now. So <laughs> anyway, that's, that's what it is. We had a story about bazooka arms and, and now we're... I was super excited because I was actually looking up to see for all my stories because I'm like, all right, I need to Mm -hmm. because I always do um, when I'm researching. By the way, uh, hi everybody who's listening about my potential news career um, because I always look up stories about the Portland pooper. Yeah, Mm got to make sure that there's an update. There hasn't been one. But think of the platform you could have for an expose on that. Like you could have the the resources if you were to work. There is a new pooper. Remember, there's a new mad pooper in New York too. That's right. I mean, you could do a whole expose about angry poopers across the country. Oh, my God. Like, World of Crazy really could go national. That is my, like, what is compelling people to do? Like, behind the feces. <laughs> behind the feces. God. That's, that's what my segment could be. Like, why is there this up, like uptick can you, in people, like, you know, distributing their bodily can you give products like, outside? Can you give, like, a fake... Uh, Okay, I'm going to give like a, a fake intro and then you're going to have to talk about your show, like what today's show is going to be about. And for, and Do I have now, to have like some compelling like uh, – like, You have to have some like newsy kind of music. All right, but what's like it has to be like intense. Like I want the theme from the newsroom. The okay. newsroom. The newsroom theme. Yeah, that, that's, that's intense. Song. It does have to be intense because this is a serious show and a serious thing right, that you would be doing. Works. Let me see if this works. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to NYC Radio. This is The Takeaway with Sarah X. Dillon. Hello. With her Behind the Feces special presentation. To say that it's a trend might mean that it has started to increase as the days go on. Well, it is a trend indeed, because from the West Coast to the East Coast, all over the country, we are now seeing an increase in what could only be called a fecal distribution problem. I'm Sarah X. Dillon. Come on this journey with me. Oh, gross! I can't As we travel behind <laughs> the feces. As we travel <laughs> behind the feces. <laughs> a fecal distribution problem? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to make it sound smart. <laughs> that was your way to make it sound smart. So, so this is like, clearly Portland. the demo right. tape we're sending no, no, in. No, no, Okay, here it is. And it's like, Dateline, Portland, Oregon, August 2015. Kevin Smith was walking down the street one day. He had long been a resident of southeast Portland, Oregon, as his family had grown up there, as had he. I don't know. I can't do it. I need more time. <laughs> No, I mean you got to you got to just roll with it. No, you're not even contributing. You're just sitting there like what am not I gonna paying do? attention it's, to me. I don't know. You're I'm over there not, like typing away, and I'm sitting over here like flailing. I'm drowning. I'm not getting asked to be the host of the takeaway. You're the star of behind the feces. Behind. The feces. I mean, I'll record an intro for you, but I'm I'm not invited. I was not invited right, on this So I journey. know enough about this, so I give like the hard-hitting, like the compelling backstory as to why this is so impactful on the communities that it's affecting. Yes. 
Yes. So, like, the, for example, the person that's offended by the Southeast Portland pooper um, is talking about how, like, like maybe, you know, their family had, you know, was from Southeast Portland. Well, They're you, raising their children there. You and, have like, to make it relatable, yeah, to everybody else. So, like, the people who are affected, go to them first. So make it seem like any town USA. Like, it could be happening well, in your backyard. It could be happening in your backyard. But also, paint it, you know, because you want to get it. It's a cross-section of America of different kinds of people that are affected by this, too. So it's not just one person. But you want to give the backstory. Uh, you know, of what was his name? Who was walking down the street? Uh, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin uh, is it Kevin Smith? I think Kevin I don't Smith. know. Of no relation to the filmmaker. No. Just throw that, that in there just to make it complicated for no reason at all. So, okay. So and everybody's names like oddly similar to famous people's. Yeah. Yeah. That, just do that. But then like not identify that they mm-hmm. aren't that person. Yes. Brad Tip from. <laughs> so, all right. So, <laughs> so you've got Kevin. So you have to talk about Kevin and his life. Like start off, if you're going to build the story, start off with the day he's just having an ordinary day like you were doing he's walking to work Kevin was just uh, he walks to work every day he finds he enjoys the fresh air clears his mind prepares himself for the day after feeding his family he's got two kids however the air that day was not so fresh no you sped up too quick you gotta, oh I have to like no. drag it out yeah you gotta drag it out you a little bit you gotta drag it out okay a little bit alright so what does he talk about like what he feeds his kids for breakfast like is it that drawn um, out uh, well you could yeah he's got two kids <sighs> Allie is five <laughs> Jesus Christ Kevin great. Jr. is seven Allie likes oatmeal but only if there's raspberries in it Kevin's Kevin Jr. more of a cereal man <laughs> cereal guy Kevin Jr. is following his in his dad's footsteps. Enjoys watching the games with him. He's very... No, no, no. I have a footsteps pun. Okay. But Kevin Jr. should have been lucky that he was not following in his father's footsteps that fateful day. As Kevin was walking to work, his job he'd worked there for 11 years. You said, no, work was redundant. You said it twice. He'd been accelerating it. No, his work as a... Uh, for a public, uh, Defend- he's a public defender. He's a public defender. I don't know. He's something. Uh, he's something helpful. We have to give him. Yeah, a no. That's. Job. I would think helpful like a utility. A teacher. Okay, a teacher. That's he's good. a teacher. He'd been yes. working at Portland Public Schools as a teacher. He'd been working at Grayson Elementary School. It's mm-hmm. got to be the elementary school to even make it, it more sweeter school. for it the kids. It has to be the elementary school. He'd been working at Grayson Elementary for eleven years, teaching science, math for a couple of years in between. And as he was walking to school, ready to <gasps> no, help but, shape, uh, you're making. I want to keep it like no, like math or like science for a couple of years. But of course, his constant drive was always just to help out the children. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you tie it together. Because it's not yeah, like yeah. what he's teaching so much as it is like who he's teaching and whose lives he's wanting to impact. He doesn't deserve what's well, no, about to happen. He wants to, him. to impact. He does not deserve what's about to happen to him. And as he headed into class, <sighs> that fateful day. He was about three blocks away from the school, taking the same right he does every day on Johnson Street. But unfortunately, his journey would be derailed because tragedy struck that morning. No, tragedy's, no, too, tragedy's aggressive. too aggressive. Tragedy's too aggressive. Okay, well, you're Could the I... host of Behind the Feces. I know, so, Behind I mean, the Feces. Clearly, I'm just trying to help out here. How, would you, day, how would you describe that day, that morning, it? turned out to be quite different than the mornings before and those mornings that were to follow. Join me on my journey 
Just keeps, I keep saying that, right? I, I guess. Yeah, because I like... You're really stretching out the journey. I thought the journey had already started. No, it's but... like, but you're starting the journey, like, on my continuing journey as we Okay, so you're just painting out. a little bit of a picture there at the beginning. Doesn't he... Fateful morning. Uh, Courtney fateful is saying fateful morning. morning. Fateful... That one fateful morning mm-hmm. that he had never experienced before and will never experience again. After. He'll never, never experience after. No, you can't say that, though. You don't know. I don't know. Because the whole thing is this is like a rash It turns out this. that it's Kevin, right? And what, what, the very, <laughs> we're skipping to the very end? I mean, I don't what, know. Kevin I have to know pooped how it... and then stepped in his own feces? Because <laughs> he forgot. Because Kevin I has don't... a crippling drinking problem. No. And like, he has... Okay, whoa, 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 what? whoa. Whoa, no. It can't be Kevin all along. You can't start off with Kevin and then end with Kevin being the pooper. But wouldn't that be like a twist? No, Kevin is seeking justice for other people, because what he's going to do is, he, instead of fighting for the kids, for the Mm-mm. education of the kids, Mm-mm. he's going to fight for the people to not have to step in feces on no, the way to work. No, he's been trying to draw attention no. to the problem, and so he decides to teach everybody at the same time a lesson <laughs> by becoming, by actually being the Portland pooper, drawing attention to it so that um, you know that people will know it's an issue. In the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, $6.99 a month. The first week is free. Uh, join us on this, if you if you don't mind. If you're a fan of Bazooka Arms, you'll love it. Uh, Mr. Jenky just said, uh, behind every female radio host is a man telling her she's doing it wrong. Welcome <laughs> that was to pretty my funny. life. <laughs> okay. Uh, Courtney says it has to be apparent that Kevin wronged. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it can be Kevin. All right. So I where really do don't. you think, so where do you think this takes place? This fecal indiscretion? Do you think it's like in the school's parking lot? No, I is already, walking I home? set it up. It was three blocks away from the school. Oh, I'm so sorry, Greg. When he takes his right on Johnson Street every morning. He takes his right on Johnson Street as he's walking to the elementary school to yeah. better the lives of, better and enrich, enrich the lives of the children to, to which he teaches. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a he's a good man. All right, so don't we establish like one? So we'll like establish the Portland story. Like so, like we'll be like, and little did we know that you know, little did he know that his life from that no. fateful day would be changed forever. And scenes like this play out across these United States every day. There, Dateline. There are Kevin's all over. We're all Kevin. We're all stepping in shit. All- yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's you want to paint this? Life. You want to yes. paint this as like stepping a national right. thing? That needs to be addressed. Okay. And then do I do Dateline? I feel like I have to keep saying I, Dateline. I don't know why you're obsessed because with Dateline. Because it like sounds really professional. I Okay. Dateline, I mean, New York. That's... November of 2017. And this has to be like a woman. Was It a, It was a woman. Well, there's the Colorado. Oh, my God. So there's the Portland one. There's the one that's Colorado Springs Mad Pooper. Yeah, that's which a the, woman. That's, she's the jogger. Mm-hmm. The jogger. Who they haven't caught. And there's the new one in New York. Um, there, there's the one from Keelan's hometown in oh, Michigan. Oh yeah, in Sa- Sas- yeah, um, Saginaw. I don't can't remember where yeah. it was. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was his exact home, but close enough. I mean, close enough to where if Keelan was Keelan potentially yeah. visiting home, it could have been him. Uh, yeah, I would. I, I mean, if the timelines match, if the timelines match, if the timelines match, that's something you could explore in behind the. Ypsilanti. I could. And Ypsilanti. because I have like a personal, um, you know, like since he is one of my dear friends, I have like a personal connection. I could bring him in to talk to talk well, with him about it. we talk about my backyard. Oh, boy. That's getting a little too, that's getting a little too deep. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, no wonder. There are so many different ways that we can go with New this. York Public Radio reached out to me with this compelling content. Yeah. Behind the just, feces. Maybe I should just send them this as my air check. Yeah, you could. Behind the feces. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Behind the feces. Yes. With Sarah X. Dillon. I feel like uh, I'm missing. 
Like, I, this is something that I should be doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll cut a demo together. And All I right. Guess. Let's see. So it says that uh, I'm also required by uh, have intellectual and emotional depth. I mean, t- check, check. Check, check. Uh-huh. Um, maturity. Who is this that sent this, this to you? Wow, you really. Why do you want to know? I just want to find out a little bit more about this. Uh-huh. Um, it looks like it's from, I don't know, from their company. Wow. It's not like signed from somebody. So they found you somehow. I mean, clearly Bazooka Arms, so I guess we already mm-hmm. established that. So they want the world of crazy kind of stuff. So that means they may have heard what you do. I mean, that's what, I, mean I, I pretty much understood that when they said emotional maturity. And, uh, I mean, that's me. Yeah. If you listen to the show, this is mm-hmm. one of the most emotionally mature podcasts that you can possibly find. Yes. I mean, really, when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Um, stable. Um, yeah. Fearlessness in pursuit of information. Did you see how quickly I was Googling bazooka arms? Yeah, no, you were like, on. It. I was over here, like not afraid of what was going to show up, mm-hmm. because I'm like, you know what? The people Fearless. need to, the people need to know if his arms have fallen off yet. That was what I was checking. Yeah, they have not fallen off yet, okay. to my knowledge. All Look, right. there, there is mature informational knowledge right there. That that is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, nipples in the live chat uh, says uh, I listen for the steadfast maturity only mm-hmm. of this show. That's what nipples says. Yeah. So I mean, really, this entire nipples show says that. nipples says that nipples. Yes, and nipples. I mean, nipples would not be somebody who would joke around about this. Anybody named Nipples? That's a very serious. All right. Well, Greg. I mean, the more I'm reading name. this, the more I might be just the perfect person. It says they, the person will have their finger on the cultural zeitgeist and be attuned to what is socially relevant. Okay. Wow. All right. Socially relevant. They will work tirelessly to ensure that the coverage speaks to the many angles on any given story. Not anywhere here does it mention like how much you'd get paid for this. Or if you mm, it's public radio, probably not a lot. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, okay, Edward says The Room. Yeah, you are, you are tuned I am to The Room. The f- I am. Right now, we've got some stars aligning. Mm-hmm. With The Room, with Bazooka Arms, with, uh, you know, this, this pooping expose that you have behind the feces. Yeah, well, you don't need to say it that graphically. Behind the feces. Yeah, you don't Sorry. need to say, like, oh, the thing. The, you oh. don't need to say what it is. No, we've like, already got an ego Use your words. Over this. Use okay. your, yeah, you don't need to, like, try and be a shock jock over there. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm getting pitched the intellectual jobs. Okay. And you're over there, like, All talking right. about whatever it is that you are. Mm-hmm. Slow down Slow there, dance. stuttering John. All right. How about, uh, yeah, and what, what are the other qualifications? I'm looking at this. Um, they'll ask questions. Uh, others are not asking and hold lawmakers accountable. Oh, yes. That's, That's you. Me. That is me. In a, in, yeah. Eager to engage with the audience through broadcasts, live events, and social media. Well, you do do that. And we'll be expected to travel around the country, visiting stations and staying in touch with local community. Wow, there's a lot of responsibility with this job. That sounds like a pretty big job. Yeah. It really is. It's been uh, airing since uh, April of 2008. Mm-hmm. No, I've heard it before. I think it's on the weekends... I've definitely heard it. Um, I mean, I listen to NPR. Wow. Well, does that make you sound, do you feel like that made you seem smart? Did, no, I did not think it makes me seem smart, but I've heard, I'm saying I've heard of this show. This isn't like a. Uh, I listen to NPR. <laughs> I don't think I'm the only one that listens to NPR. Uh, what I'm saying is this is, this is a big thing. Uh, a big show. Yeah. All right. Well. It doesn't even ask for a resume. I'm looking at this. It just asks for my information. 
have you previously worked at New York Public Radio or any of its affiliates? Expected salary, and how did you hear about this job? So is it a headhunter? It might be. A headhunter that's out there looking for people? Is this one of these ones where the person that's hosting now doesn't know they're not going to be hosting anymore? I don't know. Because that's how a lot of the radio jobs worked out that we've just done that. I don't really think that the person who's working in New York public – maybe they are actually. We have a wider range of people who listen to us. So if you Did are you the host – Did you see where we rank for Bazooka Arms? I know. So if you are the host of The Takeaway – Oh, it's on every day at 9 a.m. on OPB. Okay. So it's a daily show. So it's a daily – oh, so that's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so if you are listening and you're the host of The Takeaway, I am super sorry that we <laughs> Spoilers! just totally, um just ruined that for you. But it seems like it was ruined already, right? I mean – Things couldn't have been going that great. Yeah. Like, if, you know, if all you've sides known. of the party were happening, like, you've known every, being an ex-radio person, you know when it's coming. Yeah. For the most part. Save your files. Yeah, sometimes they will totally blindside you, but always save your files. Always make sure that there, you have, like, little hidden gems in there. Get your like nobody, checks. Yeah. And that nobody will, will be able to find, like, these these little things that make you um, indisposable. hmm Yep. No, that's true. Yeah. You bury things. But carefully. Carefully. So that nobody knows you're burying it, but then when it comes time to find it when you're not there, well, they can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always protect yourself. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, well, there's... Greg, so I'm sorry in advance with my uh, behind the feces burgeoning bazooka arms career. Yeah. Didn't wow. Know. I mean, I'm just a little bit. I mean, bit... I have to break it to you like that, and I didn't realize it was going to happen. A little Why? blindsided by it, because in a way, this is basically me talking myself out of this show at the same time. So, <sighs> thanks. Oh, the old host of The Takeaway is out due to being a class A jerk, among other things. There's, so there's scandal. Scandal? What happened with The Takeaway? I'm sorry we're figuring this out in I know, real and time. This is, honest, this is not anything we've prepared. Like, I no. just got that email like when we were supposed to talk about We were supposed to talk about bazooka arms for a longer time than that. John Hockenberry. Is le- is John Hockenberry, was that the host? John Hockenberry. So what did, they, what did he do? Accused I mean, I'm not of harassment. Say- uh-oh. John Hockenberry, a highly regarded, award-winning broadcast and radio journalist, left his nearly decade-long job hosting the news and talk radio program The Takeaway. Oh, yeah. Excused of uh, harassed sexual... Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. Sounds like some pretty... Is accused of sexual harassment, sexual assault, and bullying. Whoa. So that's... All right. Including several women. Allegations of harassment, unwanted touching, and bullying by several female colleagues. Wow. Okay. I, apparently, according to the live chat, I think we're probably the last people to hear about this. So yeah. apologies for not being on top well, of it. There's just been so much sexual harassment I've, stuff I've in the news. Like, it gets like some. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can catch them all. I just assume everybody in a position of power now is probably one of them. Uh, so it's good that they're getting caught. So that does make sense why they... All right. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. This could be your shot. I'm the future, Greg. Mm-hmm. I'm the future of New York public radio. Behind the feces. Behind. With such compelling content as behind the feces. Okay. All right. We'll send in the demo. All right. Well, should I well, show some more of my gold or what do we want to do uh, Well, I was going to do my educational segment, but I guess I could save that to the end. Yeah, I, I guess since we're just rolling with the... Well, why don't we Sarex, do this and then we can go after. host of the yeah. takeaway. Uh, don't yeah. slow my roll, Greg. I guess so. Don't, yeah. yeah, don't put your stick it's in my It's a big day. Folks. I didn't realize it. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Listen and learn, Greg. Listen and learn. 
Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Did you know that they have finally invented and soon to be available for purchase? The actual first purchasable, like the common person can get it if they have enough money. The first flying car. Oh yeah. It's just been announced it's coming out in 2019. You don't need to be all like, ew, I work for Digital Trends. I'm sorry that you're threatened. I do right things now. too. You're threatened. I right do now. things too. Wow. Look at how supportive Greg is, everybody. He's not even listening to me now because he's like Googling, why did I not get written? <laughs> what did Dear takeaway. Like, yeah. I am so angry with you. No, so no I heard about it because uh, we talked about it on Digital Trends. <laughs> well, this is the car of the future. And it can, only, it can be yours for an only small amount of $100,000. Actually, that's kind of surprising. It is kind of surprising. It's cheaper than I thought it would be. So this uh, company is called Samson Motors. It's designed the world's first flying sports car that can travel at a speed of up to 200 miles per hour and reach, height, uh, reach heights of about 13,000 feet. So this car is called the Switchblade. And it functions as a normal car but can transform into an aircraft with ease. So what you can do is change it from sports car uh, mode to flying mode back to sports car mode. So after a flight, the sports car returns back to its driving mode with the wings safely stowed and protected. So that's what it is. You can go like, they stick the wings Mm -hmm. out and then you go fly. Okay, don't... No, I'm listening to you. But what I'm wondering, though, is where... The wings Like, you would have to have a license. Like, where are you going to land it? I have more information on that. I have more information. Thank you for asking. All right, so it has uh, available inside of it. It has side-by-side seating for two, room for 50 pounds of luggage, a wide cabin, and a power-to-weight ratio of a 2017 Corvette. Well, it's an Italian-inspired clean shape designed to produce a downforce and gusty wind conditions, stabilizing the lightweight vehicle on the road. The wings are set to a correct angle, so you can literally fly the, pla- uh, the plane off the road runway. So these start at about $100,000. So you do need a private pilot's license required to fly it. There it is. And on the roads, a fully, um, well, I mean, if you're spending $100,000 on a flying car plane thing, I'm sure you can afford your own flying lessons. You Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're in the market for a flying car. Right. Yeah. You probably should know how to fly it. All right. So yeah. So you need a pilot's license. You also need a full driver, a driver's license, of course, because it's also a car. So there are three versions of the flying car. There's the Snowbird for colder climates, the Trek for heavy-duty landing, and the Aurora, which is a combination of the Snowbird and the Trek. So it says you can drive the Switchblade to any public airport to take off, and it may land at the same or any other public airport. Okay. So I guess that this is something... I mean, people, rich people are already flying their... You know, they're planes in and out of airports all the time. Anyway, this just happens to be one that can be a car, too. Do you want one? No. Would you I don't ever fly, fly one? Mm-mm. I mean, I'd, I'd fly in one. I'd get one. With somebody I trusted, like who I knew actually knew how to fly. I'd fly it. You don't seem like you'd be a good pilot. I would be a good pilot. I'd be meticulous. No, you seem like you'd get distracted really easily. Did you see how distracted you just got from the, like, one, like, sad group cattle call email that I get for a I'm radio not distracted. job. You're totally distracted. I saw you over there Googling it. No, I just, no, I was not Googling it. I was Googling uh-huh. the flying car. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be a good pilot. Okay. Well, um, 
So it is environmentally friendly, and they said they've already finished layouts for both the hybrid and electric drive systems, pending on the appropriate battery solutions. All right. So there you go. All right, next up out of Oklahoma City. Police are searching for a man who ran off with over $400 worth of beef jerky. He stole it. You know, beef that's probably not as m- delicious. much beef jerky it's as you would expensive. think. It's yeah. pretty expensive. It is delicious. <laughs> it but is yeah, delicious. It's, it's expensive. Well, Oklahoma City police are searching for a man who allegedly stole over $400 in beef jerky from a convenience store earlier this month. Yes, the police uh, department said you read that correctly, beef jerky. Investigators uh, hope that with surveillance photos, it won't take long to identify. Why did you just steal my meat bandit? I was getting ready to say that. I'm sorry. I did it won't take the long there. to identify I'm to sabotage everything. the meat bandit. Now, it's not immediately clear how the suspect carried out all of the jerky from the store without being caught or why he stole so much jerky in the first place. So they're still it's on delicious. the lookout That's for why. Him. Yeah, well, they're on the lookout. Have you seen the picture of him? No. He, he, he looks like a meat bandit. I mean, you look at the guy. Please describe to me what you think a meat bandit looks like. Well, I've already seen this. Describe to me what you think a meat bandit would look Uh, like. Brown hair. Yeah. Sweaty. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he... He looks like he's a sweaty guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know, white. Yeah. Mustache? Beard. 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 (laughs) Beard. Beard. (laughs) All right, yeah. I feel Mm -hmm. like... I don't don't know what Baggy clothes. Baggy clothes. Uh, glasses. So that's probably how he got them. So yeah, no, his clothes are definitely baggy. In his, in his yeah, pants. yeah, his yeah. pants and he's got a hoodie on, so it looks baggy enough that you could definitely stuff a lot of meat in there. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. It's real busy today. It's another expose you could do, though. The meat bandit? Oh, and the mm-hmm. people who steal meats and stuff, shove them in their pants. Meat thieves and cheese thieves. Oh, cheese thieves. I can... I can understand cheese thieves because, yeah. Well, and meat, I guess. But cheese is, like, delicious, but it's also super expensive. So is beef jerky. So is beef jerky. Yeah, it seems like those are, like, the most stolen things. Yeah. All right, so that's a thing. Okay. Next up, out of Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of just... This is what I... Um, when you would fly around. What? Where, for what? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying this is, uh, these are the exciting stories that just weave together to tell one full tale. They don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could be less different. Yep. Okay. At a Safety Harbor, Florida, a Safety Harbor man has been arrested after being accused of stealing Christmas decorations from someone's yard, but then displaying them in his own yard, pretending that they were his. I just found these. I don't know what you're talking mm. about. Well, this is all. This is How far story. away did he steal them from? Three miles. Okay. Well. All right. So let me tell you. So this is like this is the, like the compelling stuff that I could talk about on this. Sure. It's, like, it's a family tradition that the Meyer family looks forward to every year. Mrs. Meyer said, "I the children." The children love the giant inflatable Christmas The children ornaments. love them. Well, the children love the books. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> they like to run out there, hug the inflatables, give them high fives. I mean, it's like a big deal to them, said Mrs. Meyer. 
But police say that Michael Fitzgerald didn't have a jolly soul when he tried to ruin the Myers Christmas fun. Oh, boy. Michael Fitzgerald's been accused of stealing a nine-foot shark, a T-Rex, and a penguin beach. Now, wait a minute. All from the front yard. What does a T-Rex and a shark have to do with Christmas? Uh, that's, that's their Christmas decorations. Okay. Well, Cindy Meyer, concerned mother. The ma- you always have to do that before everything. The, concerned mother. Yes. Concerned mom. I already mom. do that. Mother. Yeah. No, mother. Mm-hmm. Concerned mother. Concerned mother, Cindy Meyer, and her family have been, the, been putting the inflatables up in their safety harbor yard for years without any issues. Concerned mother, Cindy, goes on to say, we've been doing this for a long time. We've lived here for years, and every year we add more to our inflatable collection. Cindy goes on to be overly dramatic about her inflatable toys in her yard and says, The Grinch came and actually tried to steal our Christmas decorations. And on Saturday, my children were very... Concerned mother, Cindy. Mm-hmm. Just concerned my... mother or concerned grandmother? Concerned mother, but she's like she had kids a little older. Okay. Her, you know... Her voice gets a little quavery from time to time. All right. Sounds... And on Saturday, my children were upset, and they insisted that we go back to the zoo and see Santa for a second time to specifically ask Santa to help get Mommy's inflatable shark back for Christmas. Did she steal these children? I mean, she sounds rather... Well, a good Samaritan let concerned mother, maybe grandmother, Cindy Meyer, know that that they saw the missing inflatables... At a home just three miles away. Whoa. Cindy Meyer, after getting her inflatables back, so spoke about and- Michael Fitzgerald, saying he did finally admit to police that he was drunk and it was a stupid idea. Okay, but if you do something drunk and you think it's a stupid idea, you don't inflate them in front of your house <laughs> afterward. And just leave them up there. Yeah. Well, Meyer says... Christmas is not about the decorations in the yard or the Christmas tree. It is about family. Then why'd you raise such a stink about your inflatable so, shark, How Cindy? did she get older? <laughs> like, throughout this thing. Older. Like, she got, like, significantly older. Like, we're older now than we were at the beginning of the show. Well, I mean, it just happens. Well, it's that Fitzgerald. compelling content takeaway. Deep thoughts. <laughs> well, Fitzgerald admitted to police that it was a drunken mistake. He was arrested and charged with grand theft. He has since bonded out of jail. The inflatables were valued at a collective $450. And I do have one more story, Greg, and I know that we're going to go into this topic, so I feel like this is my seamless transition that I could use to demonstrate how fully qualified I am. Sure. Stories out of San Antonio, however, it affects places all over the country. Because this is a thing that's happening, and I think that you're going to like it. Okay. Because it involves two things that I know you like. What? Cheetos. I don't admit that publicly, but... Yes, you do. You you hoard Cheetos, and you I don't I do share not them. hoard them. You do not share them. I You're very selfish when it comes to Cheetos. If I get caught. You know what else you like? Movie theater popcorn. I do enjoy movie theater popcorn. I don't... I know. I was at the Disaster Artist with you. I saw you enjoying movie theater popcorn. I did. I perhaps bought a little too much. <laughs> it's okay. I bought it to have share. Too much. My favorite thing in the world... Have I ever told you about my favorite popcorn? Day-old popcorn? 
is my favorite. When the day-old it's, popcorn's not bad. Oh, my God. When it's a little st- when it's been out a little bit, so it's, like, slightly stale and it gets a little, like, um, yeah, like chewier. Yeah. That's my favorite. So I love going to the movie theater, getting extra popcorn, and then taking some home with me, leaving it out overnight, and then eating it for breakfast the next morning. Oh, my God. It's so good. Anyway, it's real, and this is a thing that's happening. And, Greg, I know that you're going to a movie theater tonight, so I wonder if this is going to be one of the I places. Am. Because Regal Cinemas is going to start serving Cheetos popcorn. Cheetos popcorn. Let me tell you about this. It sounds amazing. So not Cheetos only— Cheetos popcorn. Yes. So Cheetos cheese, you know the Cheetos cheese that you love, is going to be Cheetos-flavored popcorn— so they're going to Inter- dust it over the top? Yes, but not only that, interspliced with actual Cheetos. What? So it's going to be movie theater popcorn. Wait, what? There's Cheetos tastes- in the popcorn? Yes. Like actual chunks of Cheetos? Yes. No. Uh-uh. No. Now I'm against it. What? So you Why have the crunchy a- and with the... You don't have to. You can like pick them out and eat them separately. You don't have to eat it in like mm, mouth like, No, I don't mouthfuls. like... No, I don't like mixing it together because I eat movie popcorn by the fistful. But if I added Cheetos in there, then I'd really feel bad about myself. So no, uh-uh. No, if mm. it was just the dusting, yeah, I might, I might go All for right, that. well, I'm sorry that it's not good enough for you. I really thought that you'd be excited about this. Where is it going to be? Uh, it's going to be, well, it actually just started on December 11th. So we must not have seen the movie at a Regal because I didn't see any Cheetos. Popcorn. No, we saw it at a Century. Okay. Well, if you would like to try these, they have... Already come out. They came out on December 11th. And I'm looking at the locations. Um, the, so they're at Bridgeport Village in Tigard. Okay. Uh, Division Street Stadium 13 so here, here in, in Portland. in town. There's one in Hillsboro okay. at the Evergreen Parkway one. Oregon City, Hilltop 9. Salem, Regal Willamette Town Center. Uh, let's see, Regal Lloyd Centers. They're going to be there. Okay. Uh, Old Mill Stadium, Santium Stadium, uh, Sherwood Stadium, Stark Street Stadium, and Regal Tiger at 11. Okay. So if you're going to any of those places to watch any movies, also in Eugene, too, just know that you will have the Cheetos popcorn option, which I totally want to try because I'm not a jerk. Like I would Greg. try it. Yeah. I Can I bring it into another theater? Because I don't think that's the one I'm going to tonight. But go pay for your overpriced yeah. Cheeto thing, probably, or just bring your own. Mm, yeah, Just okay, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I might All do right. that. Well, there you have it. That right. is your world of crazy. Crazy. Wait, so what time is your movie tonight? Are you excited? Because it's Star Wars Day, right? It's Star Wars Day! Oh, my God. It is Star Wars Day. Yes, I'm going tonight with my... With uh, your nerd herd. With my nerd herd. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keelan, Ryan, and Scott. That is oh, a boy. nerdy group, as I said before. But the thing is, we're not even going to be the biggest nerds there. Uh you don't know that. Mm, I do. You don't. No. You don't. There'll be people. This is the one problem about going to a movie like the night it opens or the, you know, that, that kind of a thing. Normally, I don't do this because I hate waiting in the lines. I hate being involved in that. We already have tickets, but you still have to wait in line. It doesn't guarantee seating, I guess, where we're going. Oh. Scott didn't buy the guaranteed seats. Well, what are you going to do? We've got to get there early. And this is the thing. This is what I wanted to talk about. Oh, you know that there are already people camped out outside. Well, this is what I'm a little You're bit worried totally about. You're totally screwed. No, oh, I yeah. think you can't until six or something. I don't know. Scott's got it all. They're not going to oh, stop no. people from waiting Scott's outside. Scott's in charge. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I didn't think about that. I love Scott, but Me he, too. he's not very punctual. 
Scott's one of my favorite people in the world, but. Okay, Keelan's on it. Keelan's on it. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, we, that's good. Some, yeah, that's, that's good. So here's the deal, though. I'm not going to be able to get there very early. Uh-oh. So I'm going to have to show up a little bit later, but I want to sit with everybody them. everybody off. But that's how I have some of the rules about this, about waiting in lines at movie theaters. And I have some guidelines, I think, that could probably help everybody out. So, you know, if you're going to show up to something like this, so you, it isn't assigned seating. Like, you have to wait to get your seat. And I, do, I refuse to sit in the front row. I will not sit in the front row. Well, like, you might not have a choice. Those are the worst. I hate those seats. No, because everybody, all other people love them. You're so different than everybody else. Some people do. Nobody if you have likes seeing, sitting in the front in the front row. You can't see. If you everything. have bad eyesight, your neck hurts. You can't see the whole screen with your peripheral vision. If you have bad eyesight, maybe it's better. No, they should. Like I, I still can't believe that they actually like seat the first row of movie theaters. It's too close. It is too close. Yeah, it's way too close. All right, so, um, so here's how it works. You know, if you show up, you know, and you're and you're waiting in line like this, you show up to a movie theater. You got to wait in line. There are rules. Like, it is first comes, like, somebody has to get up there to the front of the line mm-hmm. and save the spot. But you also are only allowed a certain number of people that can join you in line if you have somebody save, saving that spot. You can't, like, go and save it and then have a group so of, like, 15 people. you're putting this pressure on Keelan. Well, Keelan's our leader for this thing right now. He's going to be there first. He's got to be the leader. Wait, so, so what's the rule, then, since you are approximately four people? Is the rule, like, only three other people can join? I would say no more than three people oh can join. Oh, my God, you are Generally so speaking, shameless. it would be two people <laughs> that can join you in line later. Three is pushing it, but three could, could possibly do that. Uh, three could possibly, uh, did I say leader? More like lead man for this, because he's the first one there. I mean, really, it's just a first come, first serve kind of thing. Oh, my god. So, gosh. anyway. So, yeah, uh, Nipple says, oh, God, I can't imagine the nerd rage fights that will glow down about, the sh- about seats before the show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is it going to be, oh, my God. Because I know you, too, and somebody's going to say something snarky to you, then you're going to get pissed, and then the entire experience is going to be ruined for you because you're just going to be mad about that person who's sitting behind you who said the, like, rudely cutting remarks to you. Yeah, probably. The whole time. Yes. And then you're not even going to enjoy the movie. Absolutely. You're just going to be so seethingly pissed about somebody who uh, feels like you wronged them in some way. Yeah, probably. I'll probably be mad at somebody. Well, I mean, I'm going to a mall. That's the other thing. We're seeing it in a mall. Malls make me nervous just in general. I just, malls are, eh, there's too much going on. So, um, so I'll be okay. But so he'll, so he'll get the spots. And here's the thing. So only a couple of people, yeah, would be able to jump, jump the line. Now, the other part is also when a line starts moving. So say you're waiting in this line, like we could be waiting this line for an hour. I think that's what we did the last time that, uh, for, for the, let's see, what was that? For The Force Awakens. We did that. We had to wait in line. And now when the line starts moving and they start fouling people into that theater, you need to be prepared. And here's where we had some issues last time, is people that were sitting down in the line and they brought their blankets and a bunch of like stoned hippie dudes that sat there and the line started moving and they didn't get up and start moving. They held up the line while people were waiting. You passed them then. Well, that's what I would want to do, but they yeah. were, like, blocking it so where people couldn't really pass them. They just sat there stinking on their blankets and not getting up and moving. Stinking on their blankets? Well, I'm sorry. They were, they were yes, they were quite obnoxious. Festering a little? Well, I mean, if, you, if you're in a public place and you're in line for something and you lay down a blanket, you're inside of a building and you're laying on the floor wrapping yourself in a blanket, that's kind of creepy. I mean, it it's really cold is. outside. This is inside, not outside. Oh, okay. Inside. All right, that is weird. It feels like you almost get like that con funk smell. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and why are you wrapping yourself in a blanket? Like, it's not cold in there, A. You're standing in, in a building. 
Would you normally walk around with a blanket wrapped around you? But no, because you think you're in line and there's a bunch of people watching you. You want to sit there and roll around underneath your blanket. Like, oh, I don't know what you're doing. super judgy. I think the blanket thing is a big deal. If you're inside, I don't think you should be wallowing in your blanket in front of other people. Well, I mean, there I are blanket weird. people. We've talked about, like, blanket girls Yeah. before. Like, there are, I mean, and everybody knows. It, just think about what you think a blanket girl is, and everybody knows what a blanket girl is. It's a girl that's always cold. Mm-hmm. Always cold. Yeah. Always has a blanket. They always have a blanket on. Under the blanket. Mm-hmm. I know. Blanket girls. Yeah, blanket girls. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're out there, you know, and then I'm sure we have blanket girls that listen to the show. But, I mean, it, that's one thing to do it at home. Doing it in public, in line, indoors, it's weird. It's just a weird thing to do. It's a weird thing to wrap yourself in a blanket publicly, indoors, waiting in line for a movie. I mean, can you not agree with that? That's a strange thing. I mean, I suppose. What are they doing under there? Well, they've probably been there for a long time and they want to be comfortable. Well, I'm sorry. You don't get to wrap your... You're not in bed. There's no law that says that they can't... That they have to not wear their blanket. Laws of decency Mm -hmm. mean you don't wrap yourself in a blanket. So... I mean, if you're making a day out of it, they might as well be comfortable. If they're not bothering you and they're not trying to, like, trap you with their blanket... What are they doing under there? Probably just sitting under their blanket. Fiddling around. I don't know what they're doing. Fiddling around. I don't I know what they're doing. it's your perverted mind that makes it worse than I'm it I'm just saying it shouldn't be allowed, but fine. Whatever. If you're going to lay down and make a big scene, hey, look at me, look at me, I'm in my blanket. You know, that, that's, okay, whatever. The big deal is, so you have to get up and move when, um, when, when it's time to move so that you're not holding up any kind of line. And then when you get into the theater, you know, if you're a person who has to use the bathroom a lot... Like during a theater, during a movie. Like if you know who you're that kind of person, sit towards the outside. Don't sit in the middle of everything. Sometimes you don't have a choice when you're in a theater full of nerds. Sometimes you you don't have a choice. And you maybe have to pee. Maybe you drink too much soda. Sure. There are situations where that happens. But I feel like more times than not, those people will sit in the middle because those are the best seats. But then they'll get up and inconvenience everybody else like like four times during the I don't believe that the middle is the best seat. Well, I think for a lot of people it is because you're sitting in the middle of the theater. You get the best sound in the... And all that. Uh, as Keelan is saying in the chat, you pee first. Yeah, do take care of that. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, not everyone has a magical bladder where they only have to pee like every three hours. Sometimes well, you have to pee. Uh, true, but if you know you're that kind of, you know you're that kind of person if you are, I'm just saying maybe you should sit towards the outside. So these are just some ideas. If you can, because again, and things like this, you just kind of get, it's a cattle call and you just kind of get filed into where you can find a seat. Yeah. So well, sorry. Then arrive early so that you can make sure that you get the good seat. That doesn't even make sense. I'm not even going to keep debating this with you. Well, because everyone's arriving early tonight. You're all going to be there at the same time. You're all going to be in line. Yeah. You're going to be so jealous of the people who have blankets because you're going to be freezing. I am not going to be jealous of the people that have yes, blankets. Yes, you. I no, know that you. Will. I know I you'll never say it. it, but I know you will be. I will not sit there in public under a blanket, having people wonder what I'm doing under there. No, that's that's just not what I'm going to be doing. So. Anyway, those are just a, the, the, a couple of the rules. Now, the other thing is when you're in the theater, you know, you have to keep quiet. Obviously, the cell phone thing. We all know that. But uh, also, you know, keep your conversations down in the middle of the movie. Nobody's having other people okay. enjoy. Oh, yeah, they do. You don't need to tell people to not have a conversation. Well, people do, though. Well, they're not good people if they're having a conversation in the middle of a movie. Well, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just saying. And only is... good people listen to us. So you don't need to tell anybody. We don't know. This Bazooka Arms fame, we don't know who's listening to the show anymore. That's true. Obviously, NYC uh, takeaway is. So uh, keep your fucking shoes on and your feet off the chair in front of you. That is true. Uh, in, a theater, in a movie theater, you do keep your shoes on. Traveling on an airplane, that's a different thing. But in a movie theater, yeah, keep your shoes on. Yeah, do not put your feet 
onto the chair. If, if I'm sitting in front of you, do not put your feet anywhere no. near my head. Again, these are just like common decency things. And do keep you, your have shoes you been on. to a movie? Well, yeah. But I, I have mean, gone to like the fancier theaters. Exactly. Lately. I don't think we're going to the fancy one. No, we're just going to a basic I one. I think we're going to the basic one. Oh. Yeah, we're going with the common folk, with the blanket people. Oh, it's so worth the extra $4 to like get a leg rest and to. I wasn't in charge of. Oh, this is Greg passively aggressively blaming Scott right now. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's going to be awesome. But I'm just saying, that's what it is. Uh, Carrie in the chat says, I'm a foot on the armrest person. If there's nobody in front of you, okay. But if there's somebody in front of you, uh-uh. No, not allowed. Okay. Not allowed. That's where that's where that's at. All right. So there it is. Well, yeah. this has been really exciting. I'm just saying, this, is, these are how, these, this will help everybody out if they're going to a movie. Just following those simple rules. Well, today I'm actually going to go out and uh, wander about and do my Christmas shopping. Segways like that that you can get. I think one of the places I'm going to go to is Next Adventure. It's so easy and accessible to get to just on the corner of Southeast Stark and Grand. Next Adventure has the perfect gifts for your whole family, friends, and loved ones. Do you like outdoor sports? Go to Next Adventure. How about sunglasses, jackets, and winter boots? It sure is getting cold outside. Go to Next Adventure for all of your winter outfitting needs. Also, online at their worldwide location at nextadventure.net. Is that your NPR read? It's giving the people the information. That's where I'm going today. What, was that terrible? No, it was good. It was just a, you know, a different style I think that we were going for there. What, giving the information to the people? You did give so the information. They yeah, I did. You're just over there. I don't know what you're over there doing. Freaking out because you think you offended blanket people now? No, I'm not worried. Afraid of the unwashed masses that'll be at the showing with you tonight? Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about that. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all awesome people. Follow us on Twitter, at Radio, at Greg Nibbler, at Sarah X. Dillon. Oh, that's the best. I know it's meant to be an insult, but it's super hilarious. Uh, Mike says, "Ah, that sounded like a Paul Harvey segue. Yeah, it was. Goddamn dead dog dedication. No, that's not Paul Harvey. Oh, that's. uh, That's Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Yeah. I'm Paul Harvey. Ocular cancer affects two billion Americans every year. Good day. I like it. Good day. No, it always sounded like he was asking a question at the end. I'm Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day. Good day. Paul Harvey. Good day. With the news. Yeah. All right. I'm really glad that we just worked that out in real time. Yep. Okay. Whole well, have show. fun tonight. I will. It's going to be awesome. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com, my friends. Bye. Oh, it just keeps going. Yep. It doesn't want us to stop. Yeah. Okay, why did Can't that stop happen? the rock. <laughs>